So business money management is not an intuitive thing. It's something that we need to be taught. It's something that we need to learn how to manage. And you know, a lot of times there's some shame around money and we just don't really go and learn what we need to learn. But guess what? That's why you're here. Thanks for joining me on the Profit Accelerator podcast. I'm Don Kennedy, your host with tips, strategies, and real solutions to help you make more money and more importantly, keep more profit in your business because we know having more profit means having more impact. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that I don't think we always remember about ourselves as entrepreneurs and business owners, and that is that we are creative. So I brought a creative expert on to talk to us about it and how we can protect that very important part of what we do and how we serve and give. So Audra has joined me here today. Thank you, Audra. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to talk with you about all of the things creative, but let's get started with who you are and who you serve. I am Audra Allen. (laughs) I am a dance business coach. I live in New Orleans, Louisiana area. I'm a single mom of two little humans, a son and a girl and a cat and a three-legged dog that I recently adopted. I am living my best life, working with my own, having my own business and being an adjunct dance professor and also still teaching dance and performing as well. And who I serve is the dance community. I help anyone in their business journey from someone thinking about a business idea to like teaching online virtually to someone who's been in the industry for a long time and just wanting to fill in the gap and maybe better serve their community with learning learning the online format or pivoting to serve both the virtual setting and their brick and mortar setting as well. I love that. So one of the reasons I definitely wanted to get you on here is because you talk so often and so much about creativity and keeping that flowing. And I think the first thing I want to talk about and ask you about is how can we understand, embrace, and make sure we keep in the front of our minds that as business owners, we are creators. Yes. I I speak to this so much because I didn't understand this myself. I've had my business now for almost three years. I knew I was a creative in the sense of a choreographer and a dancer and you know, I like do art projects and things. And my business first stemmed out of a need with my divorce and needing to you know uh, reset my life. And I didn't think I was going to find creative satisfaction in my business, but very quickly I discovered that it required creative problem solving. And I thrived on always having a question and then needing to find the answer and coming up with a creative solution to implement that answer. And then in that process, and also like creating my content regularly to go online, I found that I regularly going to bed on a daily basis, creatively satisfied. So it helped me redefine what a creative is and how that looks. That's not just showing up in a particular art form, right? Or like a label, but like actually how we approach at our core, who we are. And I realized that entrepreneurs, you know, it helped me broaden my understanding of entrepreneurs that we are all creative because we have to regularly creative problem solve. And it's a part of us that we we strive that we enjoy, you know, building something new, or we wouldn't be in this field, but whatever niche you're in, you thrive on that. But we don't always give ourselves the label of a creative. We feel that that's entitled to a certain area, right? A certain niche. 
So recognizing that it's actually a part of us that needs to regularly be fostered to continue to help us as a business tool for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. And I think when I read one of your Instagram posts about creative blocks and business ownership and entrepreneurship, something just kind of clicked and it's like, oh my gosh, as entrepreneurs, by definitions, we are creative. We're creating something and bringing Mm -hmm. it to the world. Otherwise we wouldn't be entrepreneurs. We would be doing something else. So yes. you have this amazing kind of methodology for helping to cre- to move creative blocks and for fostering creativity. Can you talk about that? Yes, it's only three steps. It's not too complicated. And you might kind of even seem like when you hear this might be like, really, is this really important? Like, is this truly going to help? But for myself, yes. And all of my business clients I coach, when we approach this and they start implementing it, it does. It's so fully, again, it's a tool in our business process and it so fully helps them get in a better headspace and be more open and have it's like you know if you're it's you know you're flexing your creativity muscle right anytime you work any type any type of a tool that you have it just improves so the three steps the first step is change your environment so if you find that you've kind of hit a block and you're like I just feel like I'm just you know running on the hamster wheel and nothing's really feeling invigorating for me I'm not feeling excited about things and I'm having a hard time like moving forward Changing your environment. You want to be cognizant of your surroundings. And I don't necessarily mean like build out a new office, go in another room. It can, it could be something as simple as that. But actually, I approach it as in tapping into all your senses in your body. I make sure in my office space that I have all my senses invigorated and activated when I'm working. So I always make sure for sight that there's an area that I have things that visually appeal to me to look at. Sound, I always have on some kind of inspiring music in the background. That's not distracting, right? But that I like and it, it fills the mood. I always have a candle to ignite my smell. I always have my favorite drink, normally some type of herbal tea for my taste to be invigorated. I definitely have touch based on what I'm wearing, a comfortable blanket, the chair I'm sitting on, something that's soft. And then as an extra bonus, because I also thrive in this, I always have well, my office is filled with plants, but I always make sure there's like a plant on my desk. And just having my senses, all of them together activated, I actually am more fully engrossed and a part of the creative process I'm in at that point. Now, if if that still isn't working, it could be that maybe you need to find other spaces to work if you can throughout the day. Like I have found I have like a lap desk and I don't use my laptop and I will change up my physical space. I've predetermined like four different areas in my home that I can go to if I needed just a different view, a different feeling, a different vibe. If for some reason, I just am not getting that from my, my main working space. And just, I find that just changing your environment just removes that roadblock because all of a sudden you have, you know, your senses are all heightened in a new space and you get a different energy from that. So you create the environment and then you're open to changing the environment. And yes. let me ask you, do you just get a feeling like I need to change or you know, I know there are going to be some people who are like, when do I know it's time to change? When should I, you know, be thinking about this? And especially for us left-brained creatives. So I want to address those of us in the crowd here. <laughs> have um, a lot of need to be creative, whether it's a spreadsheet or something like that. I mean, there is a thread of creativity through what we do and our ability to focus on what we're doing and how we're designing information and things like that as well how we're writing things as lawyers. So how do we know, how would we be able to say, oh, yep, it's time for me 
to change spaces. And I would like to know if there's a way to figure that out before maybe we get frustrated in our work. For me, being a very right-brained person, (laughs) so I'll see if I can transfer this to the left-brain conversation. Um, Well, for me, it is, I would find that I was actually avoiding being in my office working. And it took me a while to realize, I I haven't actually sat in my office and worked in like two weeks. I would just constantly go somewhere else. And I realized it's because I was not inspired in that space. Even I wasn't invited into my space. And it wasn't necessarily always like the creative aspects, like what was on the wall. I actually realized it was actually my systems in place, like my visual, like my whiteboards and how things were set up in my calendar on my wall, my visual systems. I had not had it put it into a systematic way that I felt like it was helping me flow and like do better with my work. So I was actually avoiding it. So I had to actually step back and revisit how I was setting up my board system because I have like one that's like very broken down to do list. I have a general one for notes. I have my calendar. Like I have a few different boards, but I had not laid it out in a way on the wall that made sense to me yet, apparently. (laughs) And I actually, so I wasn't, I was avoiding the space because I felt more disorganized in it versus organized. So when I acknowledged that, then I was able to go in and revisit, okay, well, what makes sense to me? So when I sit down at my desk, I feel that I have a sense of organization in front of me because I have this visual aspect on the wall. And that then invited me in. But then also the second layer, right, is, is your space filled? Are you a person that doesn't work well in clutter? Is your workspace cluttered, right? Do you need to look and be like, oh, yeah, I haven't been putting things away or I just have stuff everywhere. You know, or do, do you like having like decorations? Have you taken the time to actually build out your workspace? You've just been kind of focusing on work versus enjoying the space it's in. So kind of just checking in. And so if you're just like, I don't really want the artistic side, but like the organizational side, is that negatively impacting me? So am I feeling invited into my space? Am I wanting to sit in there? Am I feeling inspired in my space? Okay. I love that. So yeah, we can look at our space, our environment, and if it's not feeling inspiring or we don't feel like you said, even comfortable, or maybe we're avoiding it, it might be time to make some changes. Yeah. What's step two? Pretty simple. Have fun with it. (laughs) I love the quote from Albert Einstein. Creativity is intelligence having fun. If we only use our creativity for work out of obligation, it loses its appeal and the main reason for it, the process, right? Creativity is not about the end result. It is literally about the process of the creation, say someone training for a marathon. If you do not regularly train and go running and do all the things and then you just show up for the marathon, you're not going to be successful. So you need to take time in other areas to keep cultivating that area. So far as far as creativity, you need to actually be doing something for you as a creative on the side that's not obligation for your job. That could be like you, even though let's say you're a graphic designer, so you sit down and you're creative all day long, you're doing this. And so you get burnt out on that aspect, but you really love playing a musical instrument, but you haven't taken time for that. So you consciously do something different that's creative for you that you enjoy. You play the musical instrument. So you're still flexing the muscle, but having a change of what you're doing. So when you come back to the obligation aspect of it, you're feeling your your creativity cup is overflowing. So you do other things for fun, have fun with it. It's the creative process. If you love DIY projects, right? If you like writing books, if you redecorating your home, if you, all the things, baking, you know, baking delicious baked goods, so many options, right? I don't, I, I just named a few of all the options. That's what's great about being creative. There's so many, but allowing yourself to have fun with it again, because if you're feeling burnt out, that's a good indicator that you're only doing out of obligation and you stopped taking care of yourself 
first, which is so important in order for you to be successful in the business is taking care of yourself and your creativity on that side first. That is really fascinating because I can tell you from my own experience and from a lot of the clients I work with that just about everything is purpose-built. So I do A to get to B because there's a purpose involved. And you're saying, yeah, okay, keep your purpose in mind, but make sure you have these spaces where you are doing things that have no purpose outside of just the joy of doing them. And if you do that, you will be better off with your creativity in your purpose. Yes. That seems so counterintuitive right now. I can't begin. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that does tie into number three, which might help it make seem more sense and organizational versus like, how am I like, I cannot wrap my head around just going and randomly playing a musical instrument right now. Right. So for step three, it's actually schedule time for it weekly. So there's still a structure to it because especially if you're left brained, right. I feel like just being open to like, I'm going to just go do it when I want. And that's probably not in your nature. I actually still intentionally in my calendar say, okay, right now, this is the art, like the project I'm working on. I'm going to intentionally every week give myself an hour or two hours and I block it in there and I make it a priority. And I do not overschedule that and say, that's a wishy-washy thing. It's an intentional part of my being a better business owner and CEO is my creativity. So I actually make it a priority and I put it on my calendar and then I do the thing during that time. Not like after the kids are in bed or like once I'm done taking care of everybody else, it is a priority for me as a human first, because I'm a creative and for my business, it is part of my work schedule. And I don't think I'm wasting time not building my business. I think I'm actually cultivating a very important tool that is the key to my business being successful when I'm doing the thing. Yeah, I could definitely see that. That's, I tell people to set aside time each week to look at their income, right? Make sure that they're right tracking. I could definitely see why setting aside some time to do something that you truly enjoy that fills you up would go a long way towards keeping you open and creative to continue being successful in your business, to have that next new idea, to be able to figure out maybe a new process or a way of delivery or a way of doing something different in a way that does grow your business. So yes. put this on your calendar, I'm assuming this is non-negotiable for you. Oh yeah. This is one of my first things that I schedule every week. And it's not always the same day and time based on what's happening. Right. But every week it's a non-negotiable. I don't say, Oh, I can just skip that this week and I'll bump it around. Like if something else comes up, like this is a non-negotiable, that time is blocked off. I don't make it available for other people to, to schedule over it. And I also kind of have an idea of what I'm going to do that week as well. Cause it's normally some kind of project I'm working on. Or based on my stress level, if it's something I want to do high end or not. But tying into that, I actually find that because I am a creative, when I'm busy being creative, doing the project or doing the thing, I actually will problem solve unintentionally a lot of my issues with my job. Because I'm, I'm, in, I'm in my space, I'm in my element of creating. And so I might, maybe, maybe I'm like painting, I'm not really painting right now, but example, maybe I'm painting the thing, but that gives my head space freedom to do what it wants because I'm very much in my element and all of a sudden I'll end up problem solving something unintentionally while I'm doing the creative thing. And so that actually still serves my business while I'm still flexing my creativity muscle. So if somebody wants to get started doing something like this, baby steps, like for mm -hmm. me, if you were to say to me, what, you know, what kinds of things do you find fun? I'd be like, uh, uh, you know, just, uh, because I don't know that I think of things in that, kind of way to me that feels a little abstract, even though 
right. I know that it's important to be able to define those things. How would I baby step putting this in my calendar and doing these things? Okay. So if you're, if this is something kind of new to you and you have not consciously that you created something in a while, I would say, give yourself, first of all, as far as time allotment, I would say like 30 minutes. They don't, I don't want you to feel overwhelmed and obligated because I don't want you to hate it. Right. That completely defeats the purpose. So you'd say, okay, I know that I schedule lunch from noon to one and I'm getting myself from one to one thirty on Tuesdays after lunch, after my lunch break, I'm getting myself a half an hour and then I can move back to doing the things I feel are more important, right? Maybe if you're not completely sold on this concept yet. <laughs> as far as scheduling, baby steps. If you find that you're enjoying it and you want to start doing more, then you can increase the time you're giving it. That's a natural you know, consequence of that. As far as what to do, I actually, I feel that anything that requires you, creating is anything that has, uh, even though the process is the focus, that there's a result in front of you right? Whether you're like writing poetry or painting the, you know, the wall or changing out the knobs on your dresser because you decided to do some decor changes, right? So something that has an end result visually, even though you're focusing on the process. So something as simple as coloring, if you like, maybe you're like, you know, those adult books, you know, like the funny adult books that are like FU books or whatever. I don't remember. Them. So if you're like, okay, I used to like coloring. I find that enjoyable. I get to pick out the colors and whatnot, right? So I'll sit there for half an hour. Maybe I'll listen to a podcast or maybe maybe I feel like I need to multitask it, right? Put on some music, listen to podcasts, but I'll color for half an hour. And at the end, you can you you were you were creatively making choices in what your colors you're gonna use. You look down and you still have an end result and you can see that you created something. Personally, I actually don't like coloring because I make so many actual artistic choices as a choreographer and dancer on a regular basis that coloring actually tires me out because it requires so much. (laughs) I know it sounds counterintuitive. So what I enjoy doing is actually dot to dots. And I don't know if you remember what those are, but those are like like from like one to two, two to three, and you follow the dot, the line, you know, create the lines. I do thousand, the pages, the artwork is thousand dot to dots. Wow, and I and I found that actually it's very meditative for me because I have to just count from one to a thousand, but I'm still creating, but my brain can still be free to flow. And then I create, have this awesome piece of artwork, and then I created, and I got to meditate, and I problem solve. So if I were to choose between coloring and dot to dots, dot to dots is the way I go because <laughs> I don't have to consciously choose colors, but I still do other things. Like I, I have a wide vast of artistic interests, so I do change up what I like to do. I love this. So you just totally freed me to go, you know, I've had these projects. So yeah, changing out, you know, knobs or painting or doing something around the house. Right. That can fit into that time. That is really liberating, I think, to somebody who goes, uh-oh, I have to be creative. So I need to find something artsy. You're saying, right. no, no, just do something like a project that has a new result I don't think I've ever really heard kind of the creativity vein being described that way before. So really take 30 minutes and tackle something, whether it's cleaning out a drawer or doing dot to dot and do something to give yourself space to just let it flow. Yes. Now, if you find that, let's say cleaning out a drawer is stressful for you, I would say don't do that for your creative project. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be something because again, even though even though I'm saying that creative shows you it has an end result, even if it's half finished, it's still about the process, right? You're creating something. So if you're not enjoying 
what's happening in the process, that's probably not the right solution for that creativity time. Right. No, I love this. So again, circling back, I mean, we are all creators because we are all entrepreneurs and right brain or left brain, or whether or not you are more of a person who enjoys artistic things or a person who enjoys spreadsheety things, basically in each space, you need to have an outlet outside of what you do that Mm -hmm. you need to be creative as a human in order Mm -hmm. to continue to do your business to the best of your ability. Yes, very much. I mean, I've been a dancer my entire life. So people are like, oh, well, then you dance. I'm like, actually, I don't because I do that daily. I intentionally do other things. And so I feel more rounded out and satisfied redefining my creativity definition versus just keep building the dancer part of me. I want to round out who I am as a creative because that is who I am as a core. My dancer is a part of me being a creative, but I have other things I like to do as well. So yes, having the ability to just say at my core, I'm not an entrepreneur. At my core, I'm a creative and it shows up being an entrepreneur, but I still need to keep serving the base layer of being a creative. So Audra, if people want to find you and follow you on Instagram, which I think they should, and want to learn (laughs) more about what you do, how can they find you? Yes, I'm on Instagram. Um, My handle is Audra, A-U-D-R-A, Allen Dance. And uh, I'm also on Facebook. I have a Facebook group called the Dance Business Resource. I show up there weekly with lives and training and such from the dance community and helping them grow their businesses. And I also have my website, AudraAllenDance.com. Yeah, I those are I live on Instagram. I show up in my Facebook community, and I can always be reached via DMs and such. Amazing. We will put all the links down inside the show notes. So anyone who wants to learn more about Audra. And she really does a lot of wonderful content about releasing and restoring your creativity. And I think after this podcast, I hope everyone has a new perspective on the importance of creativity as an entrepreneur and as a a creator and a business owner. So Audra, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking with you. I do too. And for everyone listening, I will talk to you next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today on this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. If you'd like to learn more and grab some free resources, just head over to entremoneycoach.com and you'll find the links and freebies. Take care. And I can't wait to talk to you again next time on the Profit Accelerator Podcast.